Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Culture Dumps. We're back on like a pretty regular schedule here. I'm stoked to uh, be discussing something that's not very sad. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's a nice change. I'm here with uh, returning guest host, Kaylin Skibaris. Uh You were on our Thomas Kincaid episode. Yes, and I just finished the four-part Anna Nicole. It was amazing. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thanks. And thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. Uh, so while you might not know this much about this topic, this is in your wheelhouse. You have... Like you still have like shit tons of toys. I have childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the start of it. But yeah, you know me. Um, my grandma was a hoarder and I have a lot of my childhood toys. A lot of them are dolls. A lot of them are fast food, happy meal type items. And um, although I don't know a lot about brats, I love toys. Right. Yes. And I, I, we all like people of our age, like early 30s, uh, we knew about them because we were just right out of the pocket for having them. And by the way, folks, that's what it is. We're doing brats today. Fucking brats dolls. Um, and, you know, everyone, when the Barbie movie came out, everyone's like, oh, are you guys going to do Aqua? Or, like, are you guys going to do the Barbie movie? I was like, no. Like, first of all, Aqua maybe, or, like, that genre of music. But, no, Barbies, no. But this this episode is kind of a good way for us to examine Barbies because I love Barbie dolls. I have a collection of them. Uh, they're nice. <laughs> but never had brats. It wouldn't have been appropriate for me to have brats. <laughs> I will add, I just used the restroom. You have a framed Barbie. Is it the 95 Christmas Barbie that you it's, have? It's something like that. In, in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, it keeps me at peace. And I also had a lot of Barbies growing up. She had a lot of jobs. I had a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Barbie did have a lot of jobs. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, whereas Bratz just wanted to have fun. Um, but real quick, um, I do want to back up really quick. Uh, you pointed this out to me. Another listener did. I misspoke. Anna Nicole Smith was never on the wire. <laughs> <laughs> but could you imagine? <laughs> I was like, I have seen the whole series. I love Anna Nicole. Did I miss that? Was she su such a good character? I missed her yeah. performance. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for letting us know. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she she's an extra because um, she just loved it so much. Um, but yeah, no. So she wasn't she wasn't in that. Also, I feel like there's something else that I met. Oh, yeah. On the very first episode, I said that the documentary uh, was called Dying to be Famous. It's called Addicted to Fame. We talked about mm -hmm. it on the last episode. And I very, very much still recommend that. But let's get into it, Kaylin. Bratz. Why are they a dump? Well, brats are a dump because they truly signaled the changing of the guard. The leap from Barbies to brats symbolized the too-quick-for-comfort change in the interests of little girls as the age of the internet began. Gone were the days of the homemaking, modest, and somewhat wholesome idealism that Barbie dolls represented. And in came the era of face-value beauty, naive sexuality, and fiercely independent female iconology presented as cute and excruciatingly current playthings known as brats dolls. To put it simply, Bratz were the Barbies for the new millennium, and it would take more than a decade for Barbie to reclaim her crown as the reigning quote-unquote girl toy. And I know, like, calling it boy toys, girl toys, that's not what we do now. But back when we were growing up, like, that's how toy stores were split up. Absolutely. Like, it was, oh, the girl toys, the boy toys, and Bratz were 100% a girl toy. <laughs> you know, like, they didn't even have boys... Uh, boy brats for a while, whereas mm -hmm. Barbie always had Ken. Um, 
But yeah, they were kind of like the slutty alternative to traditional fashion dolls, and they changed the landscape. Uh, and they're now being referenced by young influencers and style icons, and they're kind of having a moment. Um, but through Bratz, we will discover the hypocrisy of Barbie and her empty promise of empowerment. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all against Barbie right now, even though I love her. Uh, while the battle between Barbies and Bratz was founded on substance and the influence they have on young girls, what it really amounts to is corporate rivalry and profit increase at all costs. So, yeah, when Bratz came out, I remember, like, because, again, I was a little too old for dolls, but I remember being like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely, I was going through the phase. I looked at, you know, when they came out, and I was wanting to be punk rock alternative. You know, Limp Biscuit was, like, Slipknot. I wanted to be yeah. that person, so I was going away from dolls. And You so, would have been, like, a Monster High girl. I actually found out about Monster High and was like, these are cute. <laughs> like, <laughs> But um, I, Bratz would have been right up my alley and my grandma would have hated them for sure if I liked them. I don't think they would have been allowed in my house. They're like dolls that would have had a parental advisory sticker. Oh, my God. Yes. And just I, I think they're hot. I look them yeah. up. I'm like, these are fun. <laughs> like they have fun personalities and they're wearing fun clothes. And I like them. Yeah. Again, it's like Barbie always seems like uh, just like the one doll that you could stick in all these different situations where like brats are doing it on their own terms, girl. Mm -hmm. And but, they had fun names and they it just seems they're just more fun. Sorry, Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brats have more fun. That's the bumper sticker. <laughs> so before we dive into the heavily dolled up world of Bratz dolls, we must first briefly examine their main competitor and predecessor, Barbie. While Barbie is arguably, if not one of, you know, uh, they, Barbie is or at least one of the most iconic toy lines of all time, uh, but not without her ups and downs and troubled history. As we have discovered time and time again on this show, sometimes the most innocent objects have the most damning histories. Barbie. Now the name is synonymous with angelic femininity and female empowerment, but for decades it was quite the opposite. It might not be surprising for you to learn that Barbie, an American product, actually has its roots in Germany. I know. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed, <laughs> overly idealistic image of a perfect white woman was created in Germany. <laughs> also, a, something we stole again. We're stealing. Yeah. We just love it. <laughs> yeah. We conquered you. We, we took your Nazi scientist and uh, figured out how to get to space with them. And then we took your dolls, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Shocking. So the concept and look of Barbie was actually inspired by, and many would say stolen, from the German doll Lily. Lily was a doll inspired by a a Playboy-esque comic strip uh, as, like, the perfect subservient beauty. So, like, like the comic strips you'd see in, in Playboy mm. where it's like, oh, like, I got to wear a bra when I cook because my tits are so big I burn them on the stove. Like, just, like, shit. That's like, funny. Yeah. <laughs> and that's comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so in 1956, while on a vacation with her children, Barbie and Ken – Literally the names of her children. Mattel co-founder Ruth Handler saw the Lily dolls and purchased several of them to send back to the States. Her wish was to create an American version of the Lily doll. And who better to pull this off than notorious man about town and Mattel designer Jack Ryan. Do you know about this guy? Uh, I did a little bit. Yeah, I think he needs a movie, right? He needs a movie about his whole life. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, he, yeah, like this is why Barbie has had the reputation of being kind of like sexist and and mm -hmm. this is like misogynist ideal of, of, a, of a girl's toy and what a girl should want to aspire to be. Um, but he's, yeah, he's very interesting, super controversial guy. Uh, he claims that Barbie was named after one of his five wives, mm -hmm. while Handler claimed, no, it's named after 
my daughter Barbie. <laughs> like, I, I to just go off on a tangent. You mentioned that those are named after her children, and it worries me because Ken and Barbie are supposed to be lovers, right? <laughs> and so I was like, that is weird, though. She's like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it works. Um, but yeah, so, so Barbie was named after after Ruth Handler's daughter. But Jack Ryan has been described by Handler as the world's greatest swinger. Which, take the toys out of it. Just a movie about the world's greatest swinger is great. And one of his five wives, Zsa Zsa Gabor, claimed that she divorced him because she couldn't bear his behavior. And she also took issue with his fur-lined sex dungeon (laughs) that he had installed in their Bel Air mansion. That's like in the 60s and 70s when like a fur-lined sex dungeon, when everything, by the way, was fur-lined. Well, and disgusting. I'm just picturing like Timothy Chalamet in a biopic in about 10 years, and that is the key location. Yeah. No, I love women. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, like that's the thing now. If you go to like a like a sex club or like a dungeon or any of that stuff, like all the material in the place is going to be easy to wipe down. But back in the 70s, like, no, shag everything. Everything I, needs I'm to so stink. grossed out. Yeah. <laughs> Even Zsa Zsa Gabor yeah. had had enough. She openly openly pointed it out it's a reason for leaving yeah it, it's like <laughs> and like how i wonder the evolution of his sex dungeon like was it like modest when she married him she's like i could deal with this and then it gets crazier and crazier over time or did one day he's just like honey come check this out and then now it's there and i'm curious if his other wives we they mentioned one named barbie but he she didn't seem famous or anything right she wasn't well now she is oh yeah because of culture dumps oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so it, it, to top off his controversial story, he committed suicide mm. in 1991 after having a stroke. Uh, but he had also sued Mattel and won a settlement in the early 80s. Now, Ruth Handler, she also has a pretty interesting story. I mean, besides starting Mattel, she also started a company called Nearly Me, which produced prosthetic breasts uh, for people that suffered from breast cancer or had to have you know their, their breasts mm-hmm. removed. She would make these really realistic ones that I'm sure now have been co-opted by like drag performers. <laughs> it's like, well, these ones look like the best. Um, but she died in 2002 mm. from breast cancer complications the same year that Bratz won Toy of the Year. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder if Hmm, (laughs) where that energy went. Exactly. So Barbie made her debut in 1959, complete with a zebra striped bathing suit, cinched waist and stiletto heels. Just practical everyday (laughs) going out outfit. The doll was an instant smash. However, the creators of the Lily doll were less than thrilled. In 1961, the creators of the Lily doll sued Mattel. The two toy makers settled out of court, and in 1964, Mattel bought the copyright to Lily, and the world of girl toys was never the same. While Barbie began as a shallow portrayal of outdated gender roles, she's also been the face of progress over the years, taking on such roles as doctor, astronaut, veterinarian, teacher, person with Down syndrome, and many others. They made that. They made that. It's one of her jobs, I guess. Uh, Mattel has worked tirelessly to combat the negative stereotypes Barbie helped to solidify. And for a while, it seemed that little girls were on board with a more progressive and aspirational doll. However, in 2001, all of that hard work was about to be undone by a new toy line. A toy line that didn't give a fuck about any of that boring shit. So when I brought up the the Down Syndrome Barbie, okay, they also made a plus-size Barbie. Like, they're... the. The original progressiveness of Barbie was like, well, let's put her in the workplace and show little girls that they can be more than just a homemaker. And now they're like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I don't like because you don't see those ones in stores. I think that they just like make them to show everyone, hey, we made these. But 
And we're talking about the kind of new in the past year or two where they made like just a different cultural. They had the plus size Barbie. They had quite a few new Barbies. But when we were growing up, it was like teacher Barbie, veterinarian Barbie. Um, I had Barbie in a wheelchair. I had, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. dog walker Barbie where the dog walked. Little girls are like, you know, I might not be able to see myself as the astronaut, but I could definitely be dog walker Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't have the ones that were like an astronaut. I probably wasn't interested in yeah. those. Yeah. Um, but I was definitely definitely not interested a couple years ago when those Barbies came out and they just had like a full new line of like real people I was like too little too late yeah it will yeah that and like I don't know I mean part of like I don't want to sound like it's like uh like a bad thing or anything but like part of being a little kid and playing with toys and using your imagination is like a fantasy and like maybe you don't want to relate to your toy you know like when i'm playing like when little boys are playing with gi joe like i'm sure there's some little boys that are like yeah i definitely want to be an army man but like none of them are like, like i was never like i can't wait to have a bazooka <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like i can't wait to like have a fucking helicopter that changes into a car and then like i go and kill like a snowbound terrorist dressed in all white like yeah I uh, was an only child, played a lot alone with my toys, had a lot of doll houses. So I did play with dolls a lot. And I don't know what they were up to. They were probably like paying bills and like just doing normal home life stuff. Yeah. I was never getting that creative. Like my doll house was really boring. Yeah, it wasn't a dream house. It was just like a house. <laughs> yeah, it was. Barbie apartment. Yeah. So we've discussed at length the cultural shift that occurred at the dawn of the new millennium. Society was changing at the highest levels and that of course means that there was plenty of change that trickled down to more menial parts of the human experience, including toys. Like, we, I mean, we've obviously gone on about Woodstock 99 and like the 1999 to 2000 shift and Y2K and all that stuff. We've talked about Riot Girl, like from the early 90s and this like push of like raw feminism with bands like Bikini Kill and Hole and stuff like that and L7. And that gets that gives way to girl power in the late 90s with like Spice Girls and like bubblegum pop singers kind of taking taking it back, you know under the guise of individualism and independence and all that. But really it's, there's a lot of male gaze involved in, in all that mm -hmm. stuff. And like girls gone wild and the hip hop takeover, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of stuff that leads into brats being the perfect doll for this time. And, and where is the transition for, you know, like I am like 12 when these dolls come out, where is my transition to go from dolls to what's next? More dolls. Internet. Than just sexy. Yeah. I was more interested in becoming like, a high schooler or like 18 like there's no middle time for these yeah no i i think that like i mean really what what they were made for were were i think girls with older sisters mm -hmm. that were like growing yes. up in the internet age and like yes. starting to dress a certain way and like like we're really into like paris hilton and and you know again like the girl power stuff and like christina aguilera was becoming ex tina you're absolutely and, right and like shit like that so it's like little girl well my toys don't represent what mm -hmm. i'm seeing older women mm -hmm. do like the girls that i look up to but brats are absolutely i think you totally nailed that and i think it's really important to notice that these dolls were like more controversial to the parents yeah, yeah. everything's then, always and, more controversial yeah then then i think anybody else but um i would have liked them I, yeah. really, I might go buy one i don't yeah. know you i well <laughs> patreon.com slash culture dumps uh you can fund the purchase of a brats even though i will get into my favorite ones a little later so in 2001, the surge of blatant sexuality and feminine independence manifested itself in the form of a new doll line released by MGA Entertainment. And that doll line was Bratz. Bratz.
So MGA Entertainment, it stands for Micro Games of America. And it was found. This is actually a way better story than Jack Ryan. Even I would rather watch a Jack Ryan story than this guy's story. But this guy is actually inspirational. So he was an Iranian immigrant. Uh, he founded the company in 1979. He had come over from Iran by himself, got a job as a dishwasher, put himself through college, went, went to business school and then started this toy thing. He was going to go back with his degree to Iran, but the revolution started happening. So now he's stuck in America and he starts this company. Um, he eventually began, uh, he became the distributor for Nintendo and he was one of the licensees for Power Rangers. Hmm. So he starts making shitloads of money in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, they're the largest privately owned toy company. They're worth billions. And it's all this guy, Isaac Larian, like, you know, who did it basically yeah, all knew. himself. You know, it's uh, he didn't go to Germany and be like, I want to make that doll. I had justice for Lily. Yeah, he had justice for Lily. I don't know, man. She was created in Germany in the, okay, in the no, 40s. I take it yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, she might not be the best. Well, Larian was the one to greenlight the Bratz project. He was not the one to create or design the dolls. That was former Mattel designer Carter Bryant, who left the company in 1998 in pursuit of freelance work, which led him to a position at MGA. While at MGA, Bryant showed Larian a series of doll designs he had been developing on his own during the final days of his time at Mattel. Bryant wanted to create a fashion-forward doll for girls of the new millennium, a more grown-up yet hipper answer to Barbie. The dolls would also be racially inclusive with a diverse stable of characters. It would be this aspect of the dolls that we now know as Bratz that would be their biggest selling point for Larian, who saw his young daughter Jasmine's eyes light up when she saw the original mock-ups. Upon seeing how excited his daughter got at the prospect of having dolls that looked like her, Larian gave the project his seal of approval. He even insisted that one of the four initial dolls be named after his daughter. That's the big thing. It's that's the big biggest difference with Bratz. And I said, you know, the hip hop culture kind of taking over the mainstream at this period of time. Like not everyone looks like Barbie. You know, mm -hmm. we, we know that. And so Bratz, you had like someone to represent kind of each of the the major kind of ethnic groups that you would see making up the American mosaic at the time. And they were all equal to one another and not a single one of them was a stereotype because they were all brats. Absolutely. As opposed to with Barbie, how like Barbie is the main character. Barbie's and the main has character. Other friends. Um, I remember Teresa. I had a lot of Teresa's. Yeah. <laughs> She's like her friend or her sister. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I can't remember like any of their names, but we're going to get it. Barbie tried to, compete mm -hmm. with Bratz's like uh, inclusiveness mm -hmm. a lot and just tone deaf the way oh, the <laughs> way only Barbie could do it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the designer of Bratz, Carter Bryant, he was 31 at the time. Toy designers are weird to me, man. Like you're 31 years old. You're like, yeah, let's make these fucking mini skirt <laughs> dolls. With I mean, have you make up working after hours on this project? It's like a dream of his. I don't know. And, you know, the other guy that you're talking about, the MGA guy, I mean, following the American dream of being a toy maker. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Well, he probably saw like Barbie. He's like, I could do that. Yeah, I'm going to do it better. And then, of course, and this is going to start every major problem that we're going to get into in this episode was Carter having worked at Mattel mm -hmm. and working on this, burning the midnight oil, working on this like outside of Mattel's watch. 
Um, that's going to play a major role in all this. Um, he actually used odds and ends around the Mattel headquarters to make brat samples. Like one of their characteristics is that they have really skinny legs, really skinny waist, but big feet. The big feet came from him using Ken boots mm. on these little dolls. So the, the boots were bigger and that just kind of stuck. Um, just like face off using the Mario Brothers boots yeah. in the like sea jail scene, just you know reworking those just, props. Yeah, bring them in. Yeah, because like what what happens is that these doll design studios is that they have just clothes and pieces and everything, and you can plop together what you want. And he was doing that, but on his own time. Uh, but he never presented Bratz to Mattel executives. He did most of that work after hours or at home. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. In 2001, Bratz were introduced to the world. Initially, response to the dolls was lukewarm. The dolls' appearance was so fresh, most consumers didn't know what to think of them. So the dolls, it was Jade, Chloe, Sasha, and Yasmin. Or Jasmine. Named after Jasmine, but spelt Yasmin. Uh, they're smaller than Barbies. They have big, pouty lips, giant eyes, heavy makeup that was described as penthouse makeup <laughs> by almost every <laughs> news outlet ever. Uh, very grown-up contemporary outfits, mini skirts, heels, fishnets, thongs, like the whale tail. Mm -hmm. You know? that, that was And those are drawn on, or are those actual pieces of cloth? No, I think that those were drawn on. Yeah, if you could take Bratz underwear off, it, I wouldn't even... <laughs> it, I'd be a little too busy to be recording today. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah obviously more grown up than barbie like again like when britney went into her like i'm a slave era or christine aguilera becoming ex-tina mm -hmm. you you really feel this like heart so oh shit that's what we're playing with now um and there wasn't any public outcry just yet because they weren't immediately popular the controversy would come once the doll sales exploded um one thing I was reading, I think it was a, a New Yorker article, and they were kind of just setting the stage for the difference. Like when Barbie was released, um, one of the biggest movies that kind of influenced gender roles and, and that kind of stuff was Pillow Talk, a Rock Hudson movie, um, where it's like kind of subservient woman going after this like playboy guy. But when Bratz came out, the biggest like female led movie was Bridget Jones's Diary. Mm. which is like, like I'm taking this into my own. I'll go to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and now we look back at that movie and she's this fat character that is definitely not <laughs> fat. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's interesting to think that even now that movie, is it a female driven movie? Like, no, it's you just know, like a horny girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She and her diary. Yeah. And, and her stupid fucking diary. <laughs> God damn it. And is there a Bratz movie? There's so many Bratz movies and they're awful. Like like they're they're made for the attention span of someone that grew up wanting Bratz. Like there's no rhyme or reason to them. There's shitloads of them. I feel like if How Did This Get Made did the Bratz movie, I might have actually seen one, but yeah. I don't remember 100%. <laughs> they would have to do like 100 of them because they're like only 15 <laughs> minutes long each. Over the course of the following year, Bratz began to gain popularity, quickly reaching numbers that the folks over at Mattel could no longer ignore. Parents were beginning to take notice as well. Complaints began rolling into MGA from consumers concerned with the image Bratz was pushing. Many parents thought Bratz were too sexualized for their young children. But alas, as we have learned so many times throughout pop culture history, hysteria and controversy sells units. Like I said before, this is like a, a doll that would have the parental advisory sticker mm -hmm. on it. This is, I, I, I'm saying this because I just rewatched it, uh, but these are the Euphoria dolls as opposed to like Absolutely. Barbie being like, Beverly Hills 90210 or mm -hmm. like Saved by the Bell. Mm -hmm. uh, brats were like a little bit harsher. Brats are sneaking out of the house. Brats are taking Molly. 
brats are sucking again they're having good time they're having a good time is (laughs) what i'm hearing yeah um i do i cannot stop focusing on that there might be dolls with the whale thong i need one like look it up no and and it doesn't stop with because there's all different kinds of brats now like that became like a signature and i remember like i don't think thongs even exist like in my world like thongs didn't even exist before 2001 then like all of a sudden girls started getting them and like yeah like in class you'd be like oh shit oh shit we were going to the mall to buy those that was you know (laughs) it was a canon event for all young women yeah um But I want to just say real quick about the makeup that you described. Now that would be like Y2K inspired makeup, right? Right. And Y2K style is so popular right now. And that's why the brats are kind of having their reconnaissance or whatever because yeah. of this Y2K explosion. Right. Exactly. That's that's 100% it. Uh, you know, like we had um 80s influ- like era mm-hmm. influencer Violet Sky on the show. She's obsessed with the 80s. There's a whole pocket of of young girls that are influencers that live their life like they're in the 80s it's barbie anyone that is more of the y2k style like Mm -hmm. you're talking under 25 that's like really into pushing that aesthetic it's all about brats and like using brats font and like the glitter html from like myspace yes oh my god it's so fun and yeah, then, or like the stickers that say like 99% angel, 1% devil. Oh, loved those. Give me a quarter. Those are probably more like eight quarters now, right? Yeah. They're not just, I just <laughs> think just about that. Inflation. God, yeah. Oh, I love those stickers. <laughs> you need $2 and quarters just to get a goddamn bumper sticker. Uh, so they're almost like, there was kind of like a financial pushback by some parents who didn't want to be told what was appropriate for their kids. So on the same, like... On one hand, you had parents being like, this shit's fucked up. Like, I can't believe parents are buying these for their daughters. Look at them. They're little sluts. But then you had other parents being like, they're fucking toys. And you're not going to tell me what's appropriate because you're starting to see like this, like Internet spread. So you have opinions being magnified, whereas before it was just what you saw in the news. Now you could do independent research and be like, oh, there's a lot of people that don't give a shit how brats look. And I'm one of those. So I'm buying them. My mom would definitely be pro brats. I think she would have liked them. I think if I was a girl, my dad would have never let me leave the house anyways, and I wouldn't have had it. I would have had, like, bones and rocks to play with (laughs) because I had it hard enough as as a boy. But it's funny, like, because as, as, like, a boy, like, if I pointed out a Barbie when I was six, like, my grandma was like, oh, you're into Barbies? Boom, million Barbies now. And my dad's like, what the fuck? But, (laughs) yeah, Uh, but I turned out all right. Um (laughs) So also many parents found the prospect of a children's toy having the power to dismantle society's Mm -hmm. morals to just be ridiculous. You know, it just wasn't that kind of a thing anymore. We had seen so many crazes like with music and the PMRC parental advisory stickers, movies, television being more risque and showing crazier things like toys just fell into that. And so most people were like, no, this is just how toys look now. It's a modern toy. We've had Barbie for decades. Maybe that doesn't speak to young kids anymore. Um, In 2007, though, the American Psychological Association released a study claiming that brats definitely pushed sexuality on kids and had a negative impact on their self-image. If only they knew how social media was just going to steal that crown in ways that we could never imagine. Absolutely, yeah. To think about a doll affecting me that way, but um, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, I like... Obviously, it's different for girls because beauty standards have been, you know, pushed on them so much harder. But like when I was a little boy and like if I took like the clothes off of a G.I. Joe strictly for research purposes. Absolutely. uh, I would be like, damn, abs. Like, do I need these? (laughs) Like, you know, am I supposed to have these? But 
Uh, whatever. <laughs> so it's a Barbie's world. We're just trying to sell toys in it. In 2001, the year Bratz debuted, MGA sold about $91 million worth of them. In 2003, that number would jump to nearly $1 billion. Wow. It's incredible. It's huge market growth. Mm -hmm. It's massive. Now, feeling the squeeze of the new girls on the block, Mattel starts scrambling to maintain Barbie's position as the top-selling fashion doll. Fashion doll, a.k.a. girl toy. You could use those terms interchangeably. Ever since girl toy became kind of risque or, or passe to say, fashion doll is now the term. Uh, as news coverage of the success of Bratz grew, Mattel executives learned that the dolls were designed by their former employee, Carter Bryant, and that is when Mattel decided to sue MGA for stolen property. They filed a lawsuit in 2006, and reports claim that Mattel was seeking anywhere from hundreds of millions of dollars to upwards of $2 billion in the lawsuit. It would take a couple of years for it to actually make it into the courtroom. But basically, they said that because Bryant was under contract with them, anything he created or developed during that time was property of Mattel, citing his use of their scraps in the doll lab to create a prototype, as well as saying that just the mere act of drawing while he was physically on the property meant that it belonged to them, which brought up. Like, I mean, I, I read this one article on this and it, it brought up like hundreds of years of copyright and intellectual property stuff, which I'm not mm -hmm. going to go into because it's just too much. But like, I think anyone could say, like, if you're on your break at your job and you draw a picture and they're like, well, we own that picture because you were on our property. We can all agree that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, was he on salary? Was he hourly? I have a lot of questions. But oh, guys like this are definitely salary for, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, you know, so when is his work life over? Why is he working on this at work? I don't know whose side I'm on, but I'm just saying it's weird yeah. that he was doing so for years. It sounds like a couple years he was working on this. You know, I mean, I'm sure guys scrap. that make toys are constantly drawing shit and writing <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, I, I I don't know. It it seems like they were just like, well, wait, that guy yeah, fucking worked for they us. They had a really good reason, at least, to um, try to sue. Right. So despite the looming legal battle with their top rival, MGA pushed on, releasing dozens of variations of Bratz as well as accessories. Bratz raked in an astounding eight hundred million dollars in profits in two thousand five, while Barbie sales amounted to just a mere four hundred and forty-five million, almost doubled wow. their rival. So yeah, you could see why. And also, Mattel has never had a threat like this. Like Mattel has other toys though, too. Well, I guess definitely. MGA does too. Definitely. Well, MGA they, they weren't they weren't as big. I mean, they mm -hmm. did have like the Power Ranger license and stuff mm -hmm. at, at one point. They're but not this at was, the size of Mattel for sure. Right. And this yeah. was like their original product, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, to, to double it is now finally Mattel's like, oh, fuck. Because I mean, for decades, it was only Mattel making girl toys like Barbie, you know, and I mean, sure, there's plenty of other girl toys, like Easy Bake Oven. Uh, what are the spinner ones? Oh, I loved those. Yeah, the those, fairies. Yeah, yeah, those wow. got those are going to be uh, on a band toys. Uh, I definitely have posted that before. Those toys, I love those. Yeah, they would like fly into your eye into and, my neighbor's yard. <laughs> yeah, into yeah. a yard, into a fireplace. Yeah, <laughs> um, but nothing came close to Barbie, so they never were worried before until Bratz. So by the time the lawsuit filed against MGA by Mattel reached the courtroom, the story was making its rounds on major news outlets. It seemed everyone had an opinion on Barbie versus Bratz. 
This is really when you start to see Mattel leaning in on just like shit talking Bratz, citing Barbie as a much more respectable and empowering doll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bratz mm -hmm. fans, though, would blast back, claiming that Bratz were more assertive and confident. They represented the new guard. Barbie also has had its fair share of misses, by the way. Like in the 90s, they had the teen talk Barbie. This is the first Barbie that's going to talk. And one of the phrases was math class is tough. <laughs> <laughs> like, and dude, feminists freaked the fuck out on that. They're like, that's what you make her say? She's a doctor. She's an astronaut. She, she's a doll. First of all, she's yeah. none of those things. But like, how are you going to make Barbie like, you know, go through leaps and bounds and break down all these, all these, you know, boundaries and shatter the glass ceiling in the toy world. And then math class is tough. Math class is tough, Ryan. It so is though. First off, <laughs> like legit, like it's tough, especially she, in high school. Yeah. She wasn't wrong, but uh, yeah, I know Barbie has definitely missed the mark many times. And I'm curious about the Barbies. I know you'll mention them, but the ones that are kind of uh, similar to rats, I yeah, don't know anything urban, about them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, one of the, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to get to those, but <laughs> there is a there was one Barbie that got banned. Uh, she was she was a roller skater Barbie and it would make sparks when you roll her wheels. And they're like, OK, kids are burning down their houses. Like, so those got banned. My favorite and the most short sighted, just like how did no one raise their hand to be like, I don't know about this was Oreo Barbie. And so there's a white one and a black one mm. and they just wore like Oreo print like outfits oh, but it's boy. like yeah we got to make two obviously <laughs> so we'll make the white one and the black one oreo barbie oh my god yeah ex nabisco yeah <laughs> yeah yeah nabisco's yeah they're not off the hook either but there's even worse ones that we'll get to so it was november of 2008 when u.s district judge stephen larson announced mattel as the winner as a result of the decision, Bratz dolls would have to be recalled from stores. The production molds had to be destroyed. And MGA and Carter Bryant were ordered to pay $10 million for copyright infringement and $90 million for breach of contract. So basically, MGA had to pay the $10 million. Bryant was ordered to pay $90 million for breaking his contract. But... It's more complicated than that. Um, also, like the Mattel MGA rivalry is kind of a chicken or the egg thing. Like it's difficult to decide like who cast the first stone, yeah. who was in the wrong. Like the first lawsuit between the two was actually filed by MGA against Mattel in 2005, uh, even before this one, over Mattel's obviously Bratz inspired doll line My Scene, which featured very similar outfits as well as facial features. They made Barbie's eyes bigger. Mm -hmm. They gave her more risque clothing. Um, they would also come out with one called Flavas. Which, uh -oh. yeah, with, with an A. And it's so funny. Like, I was watching some YouTube clip where someone was summarizing the history of all this. And it shows the Flavors commercial. But the, the channel that it's showing it on is BET. But it's just like, like, have you seen the movie Havoc with Anne Hathaway? Mm -mm. Or like 13? Of course. Or like, yeah. Well, Havoc is basically like 13. It's like rich kids mm -hmm. drive into the hood to buy drugs. Mm -hmm. And like, the girls are so enamored with the hood life. They like get into it. And that's what Flavas is like. They oh, put them boy. in like hip hop, quote unquote, clothes, but it's still Barbie and Ken. And they're like, yeah, it's Flavas. It's super fresh, yo. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. These are a completely I have not heard of these. I have not. I will be Googling them immediately. Yeah. Um, I'm just I can't believe I missed those. Yeah. Flavas. Well, because they they're like, OK, nope, like right away. But my scene lasted for a little while. Yeah. My scene. I remember a little bit. Right. And that was definitely just trying to make like a sexier Barbie. Like just, again, undoing all the stuff that they had tried so hard. And they were to like, my space. 
Yeah, my, my scene. scene. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, scene, MySpace. Yeah, uh, the copyright lawsuit against MGA was filed in 2006. Fun fact: a juror was dismissed from that trial for saying racist shit about Larian, the founder of MGA. This poor man. I know. Uh, that was juror number eight. I want to say or juror number four, but uh, yeah, she was uh, kicked off. She was saying some racist shit. Well, I'm glad they kicked her off. Yeah, uh, she could have tilted the scales of the toy justice department. Uh, they started fighting more and more as sales of Bratz increased and Barbie sales decreased, of course. Now, with the announcement of Mattel's legal victory came a 5% jump in Mattel stock, with investors eagerly awaiting the demise of their rival MGA. At the time of the lawsuit's filing, Bratz had risen to make up about 40% of the fashion doll market. So without them in the picture, Barbie stood to gain billions in revenue. However, MGA founder Isaac Larian was never one to take shit. MGA appealed the decision, and Judge Alex Kosinski, man, these names, Alex Kosinski, ruled in favor of MGA, and Mattel was ordered to pay $309 million in damages back to MGA. Kosinski, there's all these great shitty guys throughout this story. Kosinski, he's been described as a total asshole, and he had to resign from being a judge in 2017 after multiple sexual harassment allegations. Ew. And of course, that dude, he's like, oh, this is between Barbies and Bradley. Which doll's hotter? Which doll's sluttier? <laughs> well, the winner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's not wrong, but I feel like there's so many lawsuits that at this point it should just cancel each other out, and everybody just starts fresh, and yeah. there should just it should all cancel out. Yeah, or just be like, okay, you guys get Toys R Us, you guys get Target. Like, just like split it, split it like that. Um, but there was another lawsuit, and this one you'll know. Um, so, right in the middle of all this in 2009, artist Bernard Butch Belair, that's a great artist name, Absolutely. He, he sued both MGA and Mattel for copyright infringement of his work that he did for Steve Madden in the 1990s, in which he created fashion forward girls with big eyes, heads, and feet for the Shoe Mogul's iconic ad campaign. You remember Ryan, that? I'm so glad you brought this up because Bratz dolls, I always thought, were kind of a ripoff of the Steve Madden campaign. And I'm glad this man took them to court if it was his idea. But um, I feel like bringing it back to body positivity, those ads have much more of an impact than a doll did. Yeah. Because I recognize that you can actually dress like them because you're not going to actually go buy Bratz shoes, but you are going to buy the Steve Madden's on these cartoons. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, Steve Madden paid his dues. He went to jail for tax issues, I believe. Oh, he was involved with um, Jordan Belfort, the uh, Wolf of Wall Street guy. Interesting. But I love Steve Madden, the brands. Um, I still shop with him. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend's got she's got a couple of Maddens. You know, it's, it's nice. But yeah, he, he sued. And basically the judge uh, ruled in favor of MGA and Mattel citing. And I love this argument. He's like, look. One person can't own the obscure concept mm -hmm. of characters with big heads and feet. I agree, though. Yeah, but it is incredibly similar. Similar, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad he took it to court, although he didn't win. I, you know. Yeah, now it's just his struggle is memorialized in a, in a dump. As if the legal woes weren't enough, Bratz faced several other scandals during the first decade of their existence. Besides their appearance, the introduction of 2004's Bratz Secret Dateline caused a stir with parents because they felt a blind date-themed doll was too adult for young children who they feared would be consumed with the desire to date and to date frequently. Hmm. The Secret Dateline, basically, it came with a Bratz doll and then there was like a hidden box and you didn't know what boy you were going to get. And that was like the date, which is kind of cool because it's like, 
it's not like a Barbie and Ken thing where it's like, okay, Barbie's with the white Ken, black Barbie's with the black Ken. You know, this oh, was so like there was a, a male doll in the box. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That is but fun, you, but yeah. you didn't know which way. It was a blind date, so basically the box looked like a door, and she would answer the door, and there's her blind date. But like parents are like, well, blind date. It's like this. It's just so fucking yeah. silly. It's like you mean that these kids don't grow up on Disney movies where like every character is falling in love, or like whatever. It's like the, the displacement of blame here is yes. just out of control. And the year before, there was controversy over the exclusion of the Sasha character in the Hong Kong rollout of Bratz. Sasha is the character with the darkest complexion, and she was not even included in the ad artwork or packaging for the dolls being sold in China. Mm-hmm. They just felt like, and yes, there's like I, I can I I actually can see both sides of this. It's like there's just no market for people that look like that in a country like China, where there's just really not that many people that look like that, you know, but also it's interesting that there's a couple other characters that no one in China really looks like. And they decided to keep them. Yeah. That was going to be my roundabout point. Yeah. They still, they quit. still just yeah. decided to take out the darkest one. And again, that really comes out of more preference than, uh, mm-hmm. than practicality. Um, but yeah, she wasn't even on the box or in the ads. Um, another spinoff of Bratz, was their Bratz baby karaoke line where I'm they came? With, yeah, they came. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, babies karaoke. I'm there. Um, they came under fire for saying words that sounded like to many parents swear words. That was of course disproven. But yeah, there's a little thing, and it's just like holy shit. But it was just like let's go party. I, I don't know. It, none of that sounds like swear words. It's just parents trying to. Shit. I think what toys need to realize is no talking toys. It's not going well. It's not going no. well. No, 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 no one ever does it, and it breaks, and then it's just like. <laughs> like I, I had um one of the uh, dolls. It was the baby Sinclair from the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and it was a pull string, and it would say some stuff. And like the la- like, my parents still have it, and I pulled the string, and it's just like, <laughs> like that's how every talking toy ends up sounding. They all get lung cancer. They all get throat <laughs> cancer. Um, but uh, besides the Bratz baby karaoke. Baby Bratz is my favorite because it's literally Bratz dolls wearing the same exact outfits, the thongs, the fishnets, everything, but they're babies. It's, they're sexy it's so little babies. And are these still available? <laughs> you can you can find them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they still make them, but yeah, fucking baby Bratz. Like, if it, <laughs> if it wasn't bad enough, well, let's make them like three years old now <laughs> just a quick tangent i just completed the blockhead lego spice girls mm. and uh my husband morgan pointed out why is there a baby spice what is baby what is a baby spice and right. especially with this episode coming up what what is that is well, that baby a- spice's whole thing was like well i just locked treats and like <laughs> she's like the sweet one so she was baby spice she did come with a lollipop yeah. Well, then the, all Spice Girls had lollipops for a while. They had the Chupa Chupa line. Oh, just shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was Baby Sing. Was she was like yeah, so she was I, like the fun, like loving, like oops, like I don't so, get it. I just want to eat candy. Yeah. So with the you know the brown. But that dolls. plays into some fucked up male shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, so Baby Bratz, it's like they're all Baby Spice, but they actually look like the thing is, it's like Baby Spice didn't look like a baby. She was a grown woman. Yeah. Baby Bratz looked like babies wearing fishnets and fucking eyeliner. Now, along with the toys themselves, Bratz followed in Barbie's footsteps and began releasing animated films and web series. There was even a reality competition show on Nickelodeon in 2008 where young girls competed to design the next Bratz doll. That sounds fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. I and would, go on that I would now. love to see it, like just like a little girl crying. Like <laughs> I wanted to see it like um, like fucking not America's Next Top Model. What's the fashion one? 
Oh, uh, uh, wa- runway. Ru- yeah, Project um, Runway, yeah. where it's like they're just getting like broken down. They're like eight. They're like, she's fun. She has three ponytails. They're like no one has three ponytails. <laughs> no one. That's stupid. Um, yeah. Give just, her a thong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas it's like she has two thongs. No one wears two thongs. You're, you're it's too cutting edge. Um, but yeah, they had dozens of releases. None of them are good. Also, Mattel kept its position over MGA by acquiring the license to Hannah Montana and later Monster High, which is essentially goth brats. And those are really cute. Yeah. And Monster High has a series out right now. Monster High took over. Like I have little cousins and when they, when they were like the two little girls and when they were like eight to ten, Monster High was their shit. That was their brats. But they really do look like brats. They're like big heads, makeup. They're kind of hipper. But it's like Frankenstein, werewolf, Dracula. And I feel like parents won't have a problem with that because it's more recognizable and it's less sexual. You can have a slutty doll as long as it's a monster. Yeah, I don't know. They (laughs) are really cute, though. Yeah, so that that's a Mattel license. Uh, Not to mention, uh, Bratz like they they had to compete, so there's they made Bratz boys, Mm. where it's that and those didn't really do too good. Like no one wants that shit. There's always boring, and and boys aren't gonna rush out to buy a Bratz boy. Oh wait, they make boy ones now. Now I can play with this. Uh, And then of course, baby Bratz, which I talked about. Those were released in 2007. Hmm. So. After the dust of the first initial lawsuit settled, Bratz were unstoppable, making $820 million in 2012. Now, you would think with everyone making money and a couple lawsuits behind them, the two toy giants would stay in their respective lanes. But Larian, again, not one to take shit, doubled down and filed a billion-dollar lawsuit against Mattel in 2014, this time turning the tables and claiming that Mattel had stolen concepts from them. Once again, MGA claimed that Barbie had stolen Bratz designs for their Mycene dolls. They brought this back up. He was still pissed about it. Um, but, the, 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 yeah, and the flavors. So Flavas, that came out in 2003. That was the other one. But they really, Flavas were essentially the Barbie dolls just with hipper clothes. Mycene, they actually changed the mm-hmm. facial features, uh, which allowed for the lawsuit to even take place. Um, but MGA claims that there was legit spies sent in by Mattel, like corporate espionage shit. And some Mattel employees even admitted to going on like through somewhat of like a spy training session where it's like, if you're trying not to get caught taking notes, like do it this way. Or like, these are recording products you can bring in that no one will notice and stuff like that. And uh, I believe that that's that this lawsuit's still going on. And the what? MGA headquarters is heavily guarded. Yeah. I have a friend at Mattel, and I'm going to discuss this with him. Yeah. We're going to find out. Dude, he'll just, like, shoot you. Uh, <laughs> with a Nerf gun? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nerf is Mattel. Um, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there is literally claims of them f- taking pictures of drawings and, and getting into the thing. And uh, Vice did a story where they were interviewing. It was more of a story about like Pratt's impact now, mm-hmm. like as you said, like Y2K and all this stuff's coming back, but they had to go through like a massive security check procedure to get into the building because they take it so seriously. And so do I, I, yeah. will, <laughs> I will be applying for a job there and I will be going in. Yes. Yeah. They're going to fight. It's kind of like men in black. They rip off your fingerprints and everything. <gasps> so Bratz still remains a powerhouse in the world of fashion dolls, finding new life as a throwback and fashion icon of a generation. Though Bratz are still successful, they are somewhat of a shell of their former self, with Barbie taking the lead once again. In 2023, Bratz announced an instantly controversial collab with Kylie Jenner. Controversial because of the accusations of blackfishing. Accusations shared by her sister, Khloe Kardashian, after she she went as a Bratz doll for Halloween the same year. So... 
black fishing it's different than blackface it, it's it's called like blackface obviously is wearing makeup to appear as a black person for like parody or like racist jokes whereas black fishing is kind of doing the same thing but like because you're so stoked on black culture mm-hmm. so you you might start integrating like black lingo and and speech patterns and stuff in, in into your into your daily life as well as maybe using a darker complexion of makeup not to be in blackface but just to appear darker mm-hmm. and that was the problem with chloe's costume she went as sasha the the black one that was banned from in china essentially and people were like you're fucking blackfishing but that whole family's been accused of that stuff so much i mean yeah and her you know father's paternity yeah, perhaps yeah. being questionable. A black man. Yeah, um, but yeah, I did see those. I did see those photos um, on Halloween, and I did not think of anything. I just was. Like, I didn't oh. think it was as bad. Yeah. As, people are just gonna rip everything apart. But also, like you know, Kylie Jenner doing a Bratz collab that makes total sense to me. It's mm-hmm. actually the first celebrity. Well, they were supposed to do one with Lady Gaga, but I guess Lady Gaga never showed up to approve any designs or anything, so they kind of just like shelved it. Interesting. But Kylie Jenner looks like a Bratz doll, and that's always been her thing. You could tell that her kind of right look. Yeah, her look, like, she grew up with those dolls. Yeah. Her sisters were living embodiments of those dolls. So it, it makes sense, but people got, got bummed on that. Um, I could see if it was, like, a Kim Kardashian one, people being weird, because even though it's kind of, like, a at this point, like, archaic argument, but she had a sex tape. I could, But Kylie, she's just a makeup mogul, you know, and she's young. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, brats were also made fun of in, like, the – you know, smash hit Barbie movie. There's like a whole thing with like younger girls, like being more into, into Bratz dolls. They don't use Bratz by name, but you know that that's what it represents. Um, they were parodied on SNL. Um, and also there was, <laughs> there was this thing, I think it happened in 2022 or 2021, but they were called LOL dolls and they were made by Bratz. They looked like Bratz, but you would take off all their clothes. They'd be naked. You dip them in water and then a new outfit would appear on their skin. But the outfits were like, fishnets and like chokers and stuff so now you have like a naked baby doll dressed like fucking dr frankenfurter from fucking rocky horror picture show and people are like what the fuck like that's the secret outfit so never uh never too far from controversy but all in all the rivalry between brats and barbie still wages on albeit in a more philosophical level rather than financial there are many who feel that barbie works while brats shop but also barbie restricts while brats liberate there was even a study done where this is like less than 20 years ago, uh, where young girls claimed to relate more to Mrs. Potato Head than to Barbie because they just couldn't see themselves in her shoes, so to speak. Bratz have also been referenced as one of the predecessors of the youth sexuality culture of TikTok, like the dancing and, and the this and the that and the makeup tutorials. They feel that girls of a certain age that grew up with Bratz, that was something that they were around. That's now what they're trying to emulate. Mm-hmm. I mean the potato head vibes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I I was a huge fan of Potato Head, Mrs. and Mister, and yeah. I, <laughs> Mrs. I Mrs. and Mister. I loved them, and so just hearing that made me really laugh. Yeah, like they're looking at a Barbie who's literally like got a space helmet on and like high heels and stuff, and they're like, nah, I'm feeling more like a potato. Yeah, and that's what I think I was saying earlier is the dolls didn't really affect me. Like I played with all sorts of dolls, all different everything. I played with the grandparents of doll like dolls that were grandparents. Right, right. Like I just I like dolls, and it wasn't a you know I just never thought Barbie was real yeah that just <laughs> that's my, the my, thing yeah my personal experience i was you know i was not worried about becoming barbie right and most people weren't they're were worried about becoming mrs potato yeah 
So, what does it all mean? Well, I guess it means you can't stop the future. While Barbie is the quintessential fashion doll and will forever hold that crown, there is still room for others. What Mattel and parents alike did not understand was that not every little girl wants to play doctor or astronaut or librarian or tennis player or wheelchair person or teacher or any of the other social or career-driven themes of Barbie. Some little girls just want to have fun and make their dolls wear cute outfits, take them shopping, or maybe even, God forbid, go on a blind date. While there is something to be said about the aesthetic of brats and the effect they might have had on young impressionable minds, in 2023, it can't be any worse than what is shown on TV or the internet or on the cover of every magazine. Absolutely. While social norms are changing as far as beauty standards, unfortunately, the classics still reign supreme and most likely always will. So let kids lose themselves in an imaginary world of beauty, fashion, and dolls, because at least it's make-believe and the influence of real life looms just around the corner. That's what it means to me. Now go out there and get some brats, some slutty little brats. My <laughs> husband should be worried because once I get interested in something. Like, what the fuck is all this shit? Yeah. <laughs> and you know my house. Um, but yeah, I think that I want to go buy a Bratz doll. Yeah. I think I need one. I want a baby Bratz. Like I want to, I want two baby Bratz hanging from my rear view mirror like dice. <laughs> and people are like, that guy's fucking sick in the head. Um, oh. But anyways, folks. Yeah, we're back. Um, we got a pretty good uh, dump coming up uh, for, for after this one. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Make sure you check out our Patreon for over 100 episodes of exclusive bonus content. Boner content. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, in our OnlyFans. Uh, but that's patreon.com slash culture dumps. Also, you could get some merch from our store, culturedumps.bigcartel.com. We still have a few of those Anna shirts left. Um, and once they're gone, they're never being made again. So make sure you pick one of those up. Also, the Woodstock 99 Mystery Tape USB drives are available at that store so that's culturedumps.bigcartel.com i'd like to thank kaylin for coming on the show once again thank you thank you and uh i'm ryan lichten keep on dumping <laughs>